Comic Club. We are your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I'm your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I am joined, as always, by Adam Adman Cook. How's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going great, Blaine. Great to be here. We are streaming today live from Comic Club Studio Headquarters. Each month we read a new comic or graphic novel and break it down in the show. This is our first impressions spoiler-free shorter episode where we introduce which book we are reading and chat about our first impressions including the bare bones who this comic is for and judging a book by its cover this month we will be reading claws by grant morrison and dan mora adam give us the bare bones the bare bones is that claws is a reimagining or a completely new invention of the origin story of Santa Claus himself. This time, we look at him from the comic perspective, make him into a full-fledged hero. He's buff, he's badass, he's Klaus. Blaine, why did we choose this book this month? Well, it's December over here at Comic Club, and I don't have to tell you that we align... Our comic book reading by the season. We wanted to get something, you know, to get us in the holiday spirit, to get us in the Christmas spirit, because your comic club boys over here celebrate Christmas. We love it. We love the holiday. And moreover, we love Grant Morrison. I wanted to ask you, Adam, what do you, whenever you hear Grant Morrison, you think of them, okay? And real fast, everybody, Grant Morrison recently has, um, come out as non-binary and so adam and i are going to be doing our best to you know meet them where they want to be called and you can already hear me stumbling over my words but you know adam what do you think of grant morrison how does he fit kind of in your creator rankings and comics i think of grant morrison as one of the heavy hitters of our modern comic book um, writers and you know creators, I would say. I think he's one of the fan favorites whenever he comes out with something these days. People that are in the scene, their you know, their eyebrows raise a little bit, their ears perk yep. up. Grant Morrison has something. Ooh, Grant Morrison's doing a Batman now because he's known for just he's crazy. He just has such a different point of view, it's such a different um kind of creative spark and takes these stories into all sorts of directions that you never see coming. One of my favorite things that I've read of Grant Morrison's is The Invisibles, which is just an insane, I don't even really know how to describe it. Early um, Morrison. Story. Early Morrison. And, you know, it's kind of this team of, you know, of misfits, I guess, but it's it's bizarre. And especially the fact that it came out in the 90s. Very surrealist. Got all this kind of magical surrealism there's drug use, there's gender bending. It's it's really incredible and must have been incredibly progressive for its time too. That's what I think of him as sort of this bold storyteller, unafraid to take huge risks with his storytelling, tell yes. massive stories yes. and um, really like dig into it. And it's always fun when he t brings his unique voice to one of the, you know, big cape and cowl heroes that we're used to. He had an incredible batman run that comes to the top of my mind um so i think it's really cool that he decided to take a character take a figure that's just so ingrained in the public consciousness with 
Santa Claus and just come at it from a completely different angle. That seems like the only way that Grant Morrison would do it. Yeah. And I mean, you can hear Adam's, you know, love of the character in his voice. And I just want to, I mean, I love the creator in his voice. And I just want to second that. I mean, to me, Grant Morrison, whenever I got into comics, I put him in the same category as I put Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman and sort of these sort of mystical, doing weird, psychedelic stuff. But unlike Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore and Frank Miller, who whenever I got into comics, had kind of created a lot of their stuff already. They were they had either moved on to fiction or they had kind of just stopped doing as much comic output. Grant Morrison kept doing stuff and he was always still on the front lines of comics doing his really wacky takes, doing really popular stuff where a lot of those other guys I mentioned started migrating to, you know, the fringes creator owned Grant is doing, like Adam said, this sick Batman story that was like three years long, longer probably. And just making it so weird. And the weirdness of comics is one of the things that I think can separate it a lot from a lot of film and TV is, I mean, you think of TV like devs or even, um, you know, even some of the weirder stuff that's out there. I'm thinking of... um, Dream Corp LLC. Dream Corp LLC. And those are out of the norm. You know, those are like odd choices. In comics, it's like run of the mill to just do wacky, weird takes and go deep down the rabbit hole. And because that's sort of our foundation in the 80s, we still see a lot of those weird, weird concepts. I mean, the concept of the multiverse, right? The multiverse is is like nuts and hard to wrap your head around. And seeing creators kind of dig into this. We love Grant Morrison. We're going to probably do more Grant Morrison on this, but we wanted to do a little Christmas book here. thought it would be a nice little cap on the year, celebrate Christmas in style. So let's move it along to the next segment of the show, who this comic is for. This is where we break down who we think is the perfect audience for this month's book. Adam, why don't you kick it off? Who is Claus for? Claus is for anyone that loves a good retcon. People who love the song Santa Baby, because Claus is a hunk. Fans of Batman Year One. Fantasy nerds. People that celebrate Christmas all year long. And fans of the Grapes and Friends Christmas Extravaganza. That's right. Heyo. Myself and your boy, Adam Cook, we play in a band called The Grapes and Friends. Adam, tell us about our yearly Christmas extravaganza. The Grapes and Friends Christmas extravaganza is the best thing I do all year. I work so hard on it. And when I say I, I mean we. This is just a force of nature. Um, A group of us have gotten together. This will actually be the 13th year without a year missed that we've done a Christmas concert, started out as something just kind of for our friends, and now it's expanded a little bit, and we play all the best Christmas songs. We're talking like radio Christmas songs, Mariah Carey. I'm not doing, you know, Carol of the Bells. No, we're, we're not, not doing, covering those. We're not doing carols. We're doing pop and rock Christmas grooves you can dance to, you can rock out to. It's basically one big party. We even have come up with our own songs. I think we have eight original songs. Sounds about at this right. Point. Yeah, I was the, yeah. And um, 
it's just the best time of the year. We love it so much. If anyone is in the greater Austin area, this is probably actually going to air way after the show. But if you can go back in time, come to the show. And I'll tell you what, we're going to play next year and the year after that and the year yep. after that forever. So the show just, will never die. The show will never die. It's always the second Tuesday of December. I mean, sorry, the second Saturday of December, <laughs> typically. We, <laughs> we're not Tuesday playing. night show, okay. Bad night. Um, and it's at Hole in the Wall in Austin. So we're That's stoked. Right. I wanted to do a little plug and give you some color on, you know, me and Adam's, what we do outside of comic books. We like to rock out. And in fact, we call Adam the crown prince of Christmas himself. He dons his crown. He dons his cape. He takes his scepter. And he blesses the crowd with his Christmas vocals. So if you're a fan of that, you're going to love Claws by Grant Morrison and Dan Moira as well. Let's move it over to judging a book by its cover. This is where we like to imagine ourselves walking through a comic shop and happen upon the book sitting on the shelf. What do we think about the cover? What does it say about what's inside? How cool is the logo and everything else? Adam, let's judge this book by its cover. So we are looking at the cover. There's a lot of different covers, a lot of different editions and versions that come out. The one that we're looking at is the hardback edition, and it's got just a very striking image of our beefy um, sword-carrying claws front and center, and he's framed with what can only be assumed to be a reindeer skull mm -hmm. behind him um, kind of looks really cool, kind of like a hunting lodge style skull. And it almost has this look like a crest with him standing in profile. He just looks like such a badass. Yes. He's got all these sinewy muscles and, you know, just a full on eight pack, completely different than any of the Santas that we're used to. And um, honestly, it doesn't even really read like a Santa or Christmassy story, which I think is one of the, you know, kind of smart choices that the artist made here, because you're just drawn in, honestly, by the, the presence of the character. And then you read it and you see this kind of cool script version of Klaus up top. And that's really the only indicate only indicator that it has anything to do with Santa or Christmas, not any of the traditional Christmas colors. I really love the use of negative space in this one because there's mm -hmm. so much black and it really just makes claws and that reindeer um, skull pop and just draws focus to it in the right way. Whoever was, you know, on the team that came up with this one, they nailed it. Crushed it. And and something I just, as you were talking, um, so I'm holding the hardback edition. It has this really cool kind of gilded gold foil uh, outline of some some of the things. And like Adam mentioned, we see Santa Claus there. He doesn't have his white hair and white beard. This is young Santa Claus, but he's got this halo circle around the back of his head, the same way a lot right. of saints are portrayed in kind of, you know, Catholic um, imagery and stuff like that. And, and is... I, Adam, what is your background on Santa Claus lore, actually? Because is he a saint, like Saint Christopher or Saint, like... Uh, I feel Saint like Saint Nicholas. Saint right? Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Right. Yeah. Well, what is your background on Santa Claus lore? I will come clean with you. I know next to nothing about the lore of Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> it's a great question, though, because he's such a popular figure in our 
I don't know, mythology yes. or just kind of like our, our storytelling. And um, you never really think about young Santa, the origin of Santa. Yeah. Um, and and it, the connection between St. Nicholas always felt really tenuous because they talk about, you know, jolly old St. Nick. Yes. And I think we always just assumed that that's Santa, but there's no real clear-cut, you know, connection between those two. Is his first name Nick? Are we supposed to, Is he Nick Claus? I don't know. And in fact, like, we may have to go down the rabbit hole. But but it's fa- I'm always fascinated by myths, right? Because, yeah. again, like, getting into comics and getting into, you know, um, I think we talked about on the Neil Gaiman pod, Norse mythology and stuff like this. But you think about American mythology. And I know yeah. we have, like, John Henry and the guy who lassos a, you know, tornado. There's a couple figures, but they're all but forgotten now. You know, like, our myths are kind of like uh, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and don't chop down the sure. cherry tree. but. Prevalent in all of that is Santa Claus. And Santa Claus, when you do really go back, he's not just an American myth, even though the capitalistic side has been like co-opted by America in a big way, you know, but, but I mean, like he's from, I mean, they have, they have Santa Claus in like Russia, they have Santa Claus all in Europe, uh, England, and they're all these different sort of versions and takes on it. And the reason I can only speak to it a little bit is because I... So, so for the Grapes and Friends Christmas show, Adam, I, I made the Grapes and Friends comic, which stars yep. who appears at every Grapes and Friends Christmas show, Jack Frost. And, yes. and I was like, okay, there's only so much kind of Santa Claus and Jack Frost stories out there that we have. And a lot of them are kind of cheesy kids movies. So I started to go down Wikipedia rabbit holes to learn about who these characters were and who their origins are. And it's really actually fascinating when you get into it. I'm really stoked to kind of see, you know, Grant Morrison's take and expansion on the mythology because I'm sure it's, you know, he's inventing a lot of his own stuff here. So it's going to be a lot of fun and maybe we'll touch on some of those other myths and we'll see, you know, this is my first time reading it. So we'll see kind of what happens and where this takes us. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into this. I I think it's always really fun when a writer realizes that there's this huge gap in a character's you know history basically because we've we know about santa we know where he lives now we know about miss claus mm-hmm. but no one ever talks about what the origin of santa claus was. yeah yeah and and you only know about him from a kid like like they don't there's right. no adult stories about it at all like it's only kid stuff right and you think yeah. of like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer the the, the claymation cartoon you know some of sure. those things but that's it like that's like the expand that's that's about our knowledge it just seems like you know a blank template that was waiting for a, a writer to come by and just start writing and grant morrison is the perfect person to do that yeah. Absolutely. Expand the myth. Tell some, throw some fantasy. Get some magic in there. Get some surrealism. Get weird with it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So it's going to be a fun comic. We hope you join the comic club and follow along with us as our last comic of the year to close out 2021. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with our full deep dive. You can follow us at Comic Club Podcast on Instagram. I am Blaine McGaff on Twitter. I am Danger Adam on Instagram. Tell a friend about the show, like and leave a review, and that's going to be it for our first impressions on Claws. Adam? Comic Club out.
Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on social at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics. Thank you.